Welcome to a special live stream of the Your Next Mission podcast from the flight deck of the USS Midway in San Diego. Proudly brought to you by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Now here's your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Hello out there, veterans and families. Hooah! And welcome to season two of Your Next Mission, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and your host. And today we are coming to you live from the flight deck of the USS Midway. Now, I know I'm an Army guy, but I like the Navy. From the flight deck of the USS Midway in the lovely San Diego, California. We have a great show for you. In fact, we have an unbelievable show for you today. Uh, over the next hour and a half, we'll be celebrating the military child. We'll be talking with a military spouse, Allison Gardner, and her son, Dylan. He's pumped up. I've already talked to him a little bit there. Then in the second segment, I'm excited to talk to Dr. Janet Hooten, manager of the Navy Region Southwest Regional and Youth Programs. In the last segment, we will have our great friend and president and CEO of the U.S. Midway Museum, uh, Rear Admiral Retired Mac McLaughlin. Now I'm excited to introduce a military spouse, Allison Gardner, and her son Dylan. Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> sure thank you're you doing good. Us. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you so much. Uh, would, would you want to say anything to the audience? Um, what's your name? My name is Dylan Gardner, and my dad's on the military, and and. He's on deployment right now, and he sent his electron um, in the mail. Oh, that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, so first of all, let me say welcome to the podcast. And before we get started, Allison, and I, Dylan, you're a great-looking guy. I'm going to talk to you about shoveling poop here in a minute, but you're a great-looking <laughs> you're a great looking guy. But before we start, can you tell a little bit of, you know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, of course, your spouse? Yeah. No, my name is Allison Garner. Um, I'm a new military spouse, surprising for my New? Age. How many years is new? Um, about five years. Okay. Yep. My husband joined when he was 30. He was called a grandpa in the boot camp and all of that. But um, we're new to it, but we're still, um, this is our second deployment now. So we're used to the deployment life. We've done three moves already. So we've definitely jumped in feet first and we're excited about the military life we've he really loves it. He wants to be in the Navy himself. So, well, you know, the Army's got some pretty good stuff now. Maybe I talked a little bit before. I know I'm an Army guy, but maybe I have that. Dylan, can you? <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about what's the favorite thing for you to do? Um, play baseball. You're a baseball fan. Yeah. Are you, uh, you can you hit a bunch of home runs or anything? I can have a boy outfield. Outfield? Yeah. There you go. Well, He's that's pretty good. good at shortstop too, huh? Shortstop. You yeah. know, when I was a kid, I used to get the, the Golden Bat Award because I'd strike out all the time. <laughs> Allison, can you tell the audience a little bit about the challenges that you know, military spouse. You know, I stayed in the Army, like I said, 36 years, and there's a lot of challenges out there for military families. Can you talk a little bit about that? I would definitely say separation. I think that's everyone's number one is being separated from their spouse and then also having to fill the shoes of being dad, you know, while he's gone and trying to help him with sports and doing baseball and dirt bike riding and all of that. So I, d I have big shoes to fill. So, and we have limited communication, so it's it's hard, you know, but we get through it together. We have a really good group of um, military members around us that help us, and we really utilize all the programs, the USO, the ASY, 
uh, Fleet and Family. There's so many great programs. So the us. families pretty stay pretty close together, helping each other out. Definitely. Yeah, we have a big group huh, at the neighborhood. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of us that stay together, and we really enjoy it. Dylan, what's the what's the hardest thing about being a military child? Um, it's um really missing my dad so much, and um um. Don't see him at my games, and all the other dads are out of games, but my dad is not. Is that right? Well, that's yeah. that's a shame. Do, do you write your dad letters or anything? Emails. Emails. No, you write. No, I guess nowadays they yeah. text. Do you he text writes, your dad? He writes emails. Yeah. 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 And sometimes when he writes emails back, I kind of get sad. Yeah. yeah. Make some, we make the point boxes too where he gets to like draw pictures and stuff and we find dylan's favorite thing is to find his favorite grocery store foods so he just bought him what some sriracha top ramen so that's <laughs> that's in the next one huh so those that's uh, that so you mail it to him and, and uh, do, do you get so i know you told me a minute ago he's he's deployed and you're really not talking to him so yeah. you do get letters or i'm not sure how you communicate we only communicate via email so it's really slow <laughs> um he's uh, his the time zone's completely different so our night is his day and vice versa yeah so when i email him it's like 12 hour reply and sometimes i say too much in the email and he'll only reply to one thing so. <laughs> well that's <laughs> and, a, that's a man yeah it, exactly yeah. yeah but we try i try to take pictures of all the games and you know and videos of games and just all the stuff he's doing so you get some videos get some pictures so yeah i would tell you is that you know i was deployed a lot in my life and i would say the one thing i really hated about being gone is just really dylan said a minute ago mm -hmm. missing my son yeah the uh there's so many things that are so important about about the military child and the kind of things that uh, they sacrifice with and really quite frankly most of our country has no idea about mm -hmm. that. So I know there's a lot of resources out there to help the military families cope with stress and deployments and other issues. And uh, Armed Forces YMCA, I guess they have what they call the Sun Ranch. Can you tell me a little bit about that Sun Ranch, what you do out there? Yeah, we uh, we just started with that last lap. We're, during deployment, we're trying to figure out a way to connect. And um, we found the ASY has a horse ranch. It's called Horse of the Sun. Yeah. And it's a camp. You can either do a five day where just the kids go or they have family days. So we were really into the family days. And then he did a camp. He could tell you more about the camp because he got to go alone to that. And You, you got to go along to the camp, Dylan. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite thing to do at the sun? Um, now, you got to tell me. You told me something the other day. Now, I want to make sure you, you got to <laughs> give me that feedback back here a little bit. Um. I I you do archery and what about picking up poop? Didn't you say you like picking up? Poop? <laughs> I yes, you did. <laughs> I, I like brushing horses. Riding them. I'm riding them. My um, my horse name's Hank. Yeah. And laser tag. Laser tag. Archery. Um, love making. And um, brushing them. Brushing. Do you do you have a lot of friends out there? There's a lot of friends out there for yeah. you to talk to. Mom. Um, uh, and my friend Levi is out there. What's his name, Levi? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Is he older, younger? He's eight. Yeah, he's the same age. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. eight. No, he's eight. He's eight. Okay. He's eight. <laughs> uh, now, are you seven, Dylan? Seven. Are you getting pretty old, huh? Okay. Yeah, and my my my. Friend Jonah's the same age, he's seven. <laughs> and my friend 
Um, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler is seven too. I, I asked you before. Do you have a girlfriend? You don't have a girlfriend, do you? I do. Do you really? You really have a girlfriend? Oh my goodness! What did you know that? No, no, oh, I do. We're in trouble now, Dylan. So, so are you pretty serious about it? I mean, yeah. Oh, you plan on getting married here pretty quick? Mm, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you do. <laughs> You've got to slow down. Pump those Wait breaks. a minute. <laughs> Pump so, those brakes, Dylan. So, so you're pretty. Um, now, how, where did you meet her? Um, at school. At school, yeah. Was it love at first sight or? Um, first sight. First sight, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. You haven't bought her any rings or anything, or it's not no. that serious yet. No. Yeah. Do you, you take her on a date or anything? No, not no. yet. <laughs> no. She kind of don't like me. <laughs> have you have you have you told your dad about your girlfriend? No. Now, now we're listening right here. That you know, would you want to mention her name on a on a um, show? Um, yeah. Um. Her name is Kyler. Kyler? Kyler? D do you know her? I do. Kyler's in his class. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you got her special Valentine, I thought. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, now, <laughs> now it's all clicking. <laughs> you bought her. So, so does anybody else give you Valentine's? Um, yeah. Yeah. I broke up with two. You yeah. broke up with a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I broke up with Jalen um, and Emily. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, you tell the truth all the time. I, I just might as well throw this. You tell the truth all the time. You're a pretty honest guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, uh, are you good in school? Who's the smartest kid in school? Um, my, you? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the smartest kid in school? No. Um, um, I don't know. You forgot his name. <laughs> That's you okay. forgot his name. Hey, well. We're, we're talking we're talking with military spouse Allison Gardner and her son Dylan and uh well, I tell you what if, if you're not enjoying this conversation you got one foot in the grave here and you're watching your next mission podcast with me <laughs> live uh, from the you know from the USS Midway and I'm Jack Dilly 12 Sergeant made the Army if you'd like to reach out to me or you can call me or text me at 844-424-1134 I tell you the military has to stay together. We need to help our military families out. And we need to do the, the kind of things, uh, you know, that a lot of people really, quite frankly, don't understand about the kind of sacrifices our families make. Yeah. So send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Or, or you can leave me a comment on the social media channels and uh, that you're watching right now. And I'll get back to you. You may find that hard to believe. But, uh, you know, listen to those aircraft come across. That's the uh, sound of freedom. Right, coming across, are we going to pause for just a second here? Let them go by because we're all part of a family. Also, if you're enjoying this show on YouTube, please like us and click on that subscribe button below. We're giving away the Your Next, t uh, Your Next Mission t-shirts to the next 20 subscribers on the YouTube channels. And for those who didn't make the next 20 or couldn't find those t-shirts or couldn't join or nothing like that. You can support the work that we're doing for our veterans and families by, by reaching out to your next mission t-shirts website, yournextmission.org forward slash merchandise. And, uh, and all the proceeds will go to helping our veterans and families. And okay, let's, uh, let's pick it up where we left off here a little bit. Dylan, I'd like to ask you, what is the, what's the most proud thing of your dad being in the Navy? Um, he helps our country, and um, he, I can like talk to him so um, a little, a little bit, and um, I just like just um, I can 
email him and send him packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do, do you ever talk to anybody like I said before, other kids about the fact that uh, uh, you miss your dad? And... Uh, no. Do you ever talk to kids? Who do you yeah. Talk to? Um, my friend Jonah, his dad went on to Poymet. Um, and he's been on, and he got just a and um a chief. Oh, Dre just made chief. So, well, his Jonah's dad was on deployment. He made chief. So, but Jonah, you he's asking about Jonah. Do you oh. and Jonah talk about dads being on deployment? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah. What's the first thing you're going to do when you see your dad next time? Um, I'm going to just hang out with him. You're going to give him a big hug? Yeah. And cuddle with him. Do <laughs> you cuddle with him a lot? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Cuddle and watch movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Allison, I, I, that's another question for you, and I wasn't going to ask this. What about yourself? You know, you your husband's family separation is tough. Does, is that? I mean, it's certainly tough on you too. Yeah. Who do you who do you talk to? You talk. I know you said your family's close. Yeah, my my parents are really close by. Um, my husband's parents are close by also. So I do have family to lean on, but I really lean on the military spouse community because they're they understand it more than somebody that hasn't served, you know? So they understand the dynamics we're going through. They understand what my kid's going through. So I feel like I really lean on them. I have a group of girls and I, I really don't think I could do it without them. So do you get together quite often to talk to them? Um, we actually all live next door. There's five next of us. Door. Yeah. So, so we, you uh, have cookouts and stuff. Yeah. We call it communal parenting. We all pass kids around. We all help <laughs> each other drive kids to school. We're actually doing Easter with them. Right. So, um, yeah, we're, there's, there's a big group of us right there on the same street. So we all live in military housing. I, I couldn't do it without those girls. What's the hardest thing? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just, just, just for the audience. Yeah. What's the hardest thing of, of, uh, I guess being separate is that I guess um, it's the unknown, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's the unknown. It's, you know, it's even like turning on the news and you're seeing what's happening and you don't know if your spouse is in the mix of that, not in the mix of that. So that that's really hard. And then knowing, you know, Navy's hurry up and wait. I don't know when he's coming home. I think, and people ask like, when is he coming home? Where is he at? Where's this? I'm like, I know as much as you know, you know, yeah. so that's really hard too. And just like the lack of communication and just lack of unknown, I guess. Now, does your chain of command or your husband's chain of command, did they stay in contact with you? We do. We, um, we have an FRG that we lean on and we have like family the, support group. Yes. Uh, family readiness. Family group. readiness. Yes. Okay. So we have, got families. No, no. So we have that group. We get together like monthly. We're having a halfway party here pretty soon. So I really lean on them too. They're yeah. a big help. And yeah. they help us connect with the ship when the ship can't communicate with us. So we see pictures and stuff of what the ship's doing. Allison, if you again I want to ask if yeah. you could change one thing about family separation, what would it be? Better communication. Better communication. Yeah. And I mean we've obviously came really far. I'm sure just a couple of years ago, it was still letters. So now we have the instant access of emails. But I mean, I wish I could pick up the phone and like hear his voice. Well, there's so. advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. One is the uh, when I was overseas years ago, that's the only way we could communicate was with letters. Uh-huh. And nowadays, because the internet and all the stuff, yeah. uh, sometimes people find things out before they should find things exactly. out. Exactly. But th- I understand it a hundred. I mean, I understand why we don't have that 
instant communication. It's, you know, protecting that shit. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. But well, I it's all about security. It is. Yeah, but if you... I could change something, I mean, that would be <laughs> it. I mean, without, with keeping the security, you no, know, in line. Yeah, so. normally when I ask that question to people, they always say more money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. More money with you guys. Yeah. But he's not, he never does it for the money. He's doing it to what he said to protect the country. Like he, he loves that job, you know? So, you know, I tell people, most people don't realize this, but when you raise your hand, you know, protect and defend the right hand, protect and defend the constitution. To me that what that means is I'm willing to die for my country. Exactly. And that's, that's a scary thought. It is. Most, uh, most people don't have no idea about you really what you're talking about, the sacrifices and the commitment and the, mm -hmm. the dedication, unless they've walked in your shoes yeah. and that stuff. Uh, Allison, adaptability, resilience, terms we hear so often when describing mm -hmm. the military's child, dealing with challenges of deployment, family separation and other issues. Uh, I would think that brings the inner strength uh, to kids. It does. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, does it bring an inner strength? It does. Oh, you think Dylan's a little bit stronger because of this? Oh, a hundred percent. I I mean, most kids his age haven't had to say goodbye to a parent for eight months, nine months. We don't, you know, he's had to say goodbye a lot. He makes best friends. His best friend just moved a few months ago, Yeah. you know, so to say goodbye again, we're in a time where we can still communicate with them, but, um, you know, through social media, the phone and stuff, but that, and no kid has to go through that, you know, and he does, and he does it with grace. He's, he's a great kid, and he really took on the role of being the man of the house, is what he says. So You're the man of the house? Yep. He takes that role very, real serious. <laughs> is that right? Do you make your bed every day? Yeah. And, and if actually. you don't make it, who gets who gets on you? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a rule, huh? So, so, <laughs> so if you want to tell all the other kids about Dylan, about all the great things uh, that you do each and day. What would you tell the kids? I mean, um, um, it's like, um, it's hard to let my dad be gone. And um, it's like, be, man. be a man of the house. <laughs> because my dad, it's like kind of, I, I just really want to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would tell you again, uh, all the people that listen to this today that, uh, most most people uh, have no earthly idea about the kind of sacrifices that uh, our families make. Yeah. It's it's really it's really tough. I you know I hate to talk about myself, but I will. Anyway. I love, in fact, I really love talking about myself. But uh, family separation of all the things that I ever had to deal with. Uh, that was the hardest. I mean, just miss, as he missed Christmases and birthdays and all those other things. And that's just really hard. Yeah, that's really hard. I, I wish there's a way. I wish we had a channel on television that we could get a spouse on TV talking about the sacrifices. Stuff. Mm -hmm. so that, that's really good. Hey, yeah. Dylan, uh, uh, you know, I, you're a real Padre fan, I said, right? Yeah, and a Marlin. I and a Marlin fan. All of our teams, like <laughs> So, so uh, I, I don't know if I got this right, but uh, our producers have got you a couple of tickets to go to the game. Yeah. Do you hear that? What? Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hear you. I heard you. We got some tickets for you to go to the game. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know. There's probably something special in there, too. I, I don't know what. But, uh, but uh, you know, you, we uh, we appreciate all that you're doing and, and all that you continue Thank to you. do. So that's for dog. Padres are our favorite, huh? Yeah. Wait, yeah. You got a ticket? Yeah, you got a ticket to go see Padres. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, uh, you know, it's it's uh I, I wish it was a lot more. Yeah. Uh 
you know, we, we thought about doing some other stuff, but wasn't sure what you're doing. And yeah. when you talked about shoveling poop and playing baseball, I, I knew that was important. For you. <laughs> so I, I wanted to make sure that we, uh, that we give you something. So thank you I, so much. I, again, I, I just, you know, I, I can't say mm-hmm. it enough. Uh, thank you guys for what you do and what you continue to do. Yeah. Now, I don't know. They'll work all the ticket stuff out. They'll get yeah. everything squared away for you, but uh, we'll appreciate that. You'll have to get us one of these shirts and we'll yeah, send well, it to dad. That's right. We'll, we'll have to do that also. We yeah. have to get you a shirt to send it to your, your dad and, and make sure you follow us on YouTube. I will. Well, you definitely. Yeah. Well, you got to click like, on there. Yeah. And I'm going to sign my name on it. Okay. Yeah, you, want your, you want your name on that? Sign on the shirt. Okay. Hey, thanks to Allison, Allison and uh, Dylan Gardner. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12 Sergeant Major Army, and you've been watching live stream your next mission podcast. Please stick around for our next segment with Dr. Janet Hooten, manager of the Navy Region Southwest Regional and Youth Programs. And thanks again for watching. But please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're watching a Your Next Mission live stream, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army, your host, and you're watching live stream on your next mission podcast from the flight and the deck of the USS Midwind, San Diego, California. During this half an hour, we'll be talking with Dr. Janet Hooten, the Regional Child and Youth Programs Manager for the Navy Region Southwest. That's a mouthful. I'm glad I got it out there. And then the final segment coming up shortly, we'll be talking with Rear Admiral Retired Mac McLaughlin, President and CEO of U.S. Midway Museum, USS Midway Museum. Before we get started, I want to thank uh, Allison Gardner, son Dylan. What what a wonderful family for being with us today. It was uh, just great having them on the show and just great talking to them. And and I don't know if I get motivated about a lot of stuff, but uh, I certainly was motivated talking to Allison and uh, and Dylan. They got me pumped up today. Now I'm thrilled to introduce Dr. Janet Hooten. Regional Child Youth Programs Manager of the Navy Region Southwest. Hi, how I got, you doing? That was a mouthful. I'm glad I got that through there. We have a script in my office. No, I'm just kidding. You got, <laughs> you've got a whole lot of script. I, you know, I know the audience is is really, uh, you know, in a hurry to talk, uh, listen to all the stuff that you have to say. But but before that, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I think one of the- In most, two minutes or less. No, go ahead. Less. Okay. Uh, no, I no one, talk as long as you want. One of the most important things I is I'm a military spouse. My husband's a retired Marine. He's been retired about 25 years. Okay, I'm not going to hold that against you. Go ahead. No, you're your Army, so maybe don't (laughs) hold that against you. (laughs) So um, we have three children, and all of them uh, have served in some sort of manner, and uh, two of them active duty in the Air Force, and one of them is actually a special education teacher um, in Georgia. So, um, And then for me, I've worked for the Marine Corps for over 20 
20 some years and then I worked for the Navy. I joined the Navy team in 14, 2014 and, and um, I've been here ever since and back in uh, my hometown of San Diego. Hometown of San Diego? Well, <clears throat> I've been here, we've been here for the 25 plus years. <laughs> Is that right? Uh -huh. You must like it here. I do love San Diego. I do. <laughs> We've moved around just if, as anything. Moved with my husband. And then uh, this last couple of times, he's moved with me. So yeah. it's role reversal. So is he, he's retired now. He's retired. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Uden, can you, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, this month is the uh, military child and uh, all the stuff that you guys do for children within your organization. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. For child and youth programs, we have... Uh, various programs from this child development center, school age care, youth and teen programs, youth sports, but also our child development homes or CDH. Uh, we provide care for children uh, anywhere from um, six weeks of age all the way up to 12 years of age in our school age care and our um, CDCs and uh, CDH programs and then teens all the way through 18. Yeah. So we have programs and things for our teenagers as well and, and youth sports. Do you get a lot of teens that get involved with uh, your programs and stuff? We do, and, and more so in um, Navy Region Southwest, and just for clarification, that's all of California and Nevada, Fallon, Nevada, are their child and youth programs that I oversee. And some of the remote locations, they have more um, participation yeah. than what you would have in the, in the metro area. Yeah. But still in the summer, we have a lot of participation. Now there's challenges on both sides. There's challenges for younger kids, mm -hmm. and there's challenges for older kids. What's, what's the challenges, I guess, for the younger? And then talk about the challenges for the older children. Okay. Yeah, for our younger children, uh, usually are um, under five years of age or in our child development uh, homes or in our child development centers. Yeah. And one of the things is for the challenges with them is the multiple deployments of one or two parents. Um, we also have uh, frequent moves and relocation, um, building friendships where most of us in the civilian community, we stay in that one area, continue to go to that one school and build those relationships there. So with our military children, you know, uh, we look at the resiliency of those children and yeah. how they're able to adapt and overcome with all those frequent moves. Yeah, but, but some of them adapt, but some of them don't adapt, I guess. Do you, you run into a lot? I mean, both sides, I'm sure. Yeah, some of them are shy. We always say that, you know, either they're uh, outgoing or very shy or they're a little feisty is, is kind of how we put it. But those are the three types that we see in the military uh, families. But our child and youth programs understand that. A lot of uh, spouses that uh, work for us and um, a lot of the uh, programs, uh, child care, uh, um, uh, what do I say? Child care program uh, workers, they also understand they've been with us for several years. So they understand the unique needs of the military yeah. and our children. I, I guess you probably do a lot of counseling and stuff too for the the kids. I mean, do you counsel kids and adults? Uh, uh, not in our and child and youth programs. Yeah. Uh, we work with the children and. So if I have a problem and I want to move to somewhere else, but you have somebody there that can. Yes, help we in our fleet and family uh, service center, and so they have um, child care um, counselors that can help with that as the children to help them with their resiliency yeah. and resiliency training. And our staff, we, we provide them training as well to help with that. So they yeah. understand about those deployments. Yeah. And then for our school agers, you know, the thing with them is that a lot of people don't understand that uh, in a typical life of a school ager, they have, uh, with relocation, they've been in about nine schools by the time they graduate <laughs> high school. So nine times. So how do you build those friendships yeah. when you're constantly, uh, relocating? Um, for us in California, we have about 60,000 military uh, affiliated or impacted 60, children 000, my goodness. In, in the state of California. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. So it's <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you got such a I, well, we're going to get out in a second, but I, I guess it's probably hard to find people to help you uh, do the jobs and the kind of things that you need to do to help kids. Is there a shortage of staff? I know I was going to ask that earlier, but. Yeah, we actually we do is COVID is, has had a major impact on um, child care and yeah. the working uh, the working force. So one of the things that we're looking at is trying to uh, expand child care spaces through having more child care workers, our teachers, uh, program assistants. And one of the things is we do is that there's also working for us, there's a tuition assistance program. Yeah. So they help them with their college. We have a uh, onboarding uh, retention bonus and the onboarding is they can earn up to $2,250 within the first year by yeah. signing on and coming and working for the Navy oh, wow. uh, child and youth programs. Uh, we also have um, helped them with their uh, CDAs or MSAs, which is a child development social credential. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of things that, that we do for them joining. And one of the things that I think is really prime is is there's a relocation assistance or transition yeah. assistance. And so with that, our military spouses, when they relocate, or even if they're not military, they relocate and go to another area where there's another Navy installation that they want to work there. They don't lose time and grade that we just rotate them over. You love your job, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you, tell me, it's not a question I was going to, why do you love your job so much? You know, I think because I am a military spouse, a lot of the, the people that work with me are military spouses. Um, we just understand the uniqueness of the community, um, the stresses that they're under. And so for me, it's it's my chance to give back to the community is what they were given to me when I was had the young children. Now they're all grown. My baby's 27, going on 50. Uh, so <laughs> I, I know I'm there. Too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just giving back to the community. And, and I just I, I love our military community. I love the working with the families. And uh, we, we all, can't always say yes to everything, but we we try. We yeah. do our best. Well, usually when people say no, I always say that's the start of the conversation. Exactly. No, yes. no means yes. I'll get the yes, yes eventually. Yes. <laughs> so how does military child care fit into the education program? Uh, well, one, providing assistance of military families. Yes. So one of the things with our, um, for families, and hopefully they all know about it, but we have school liaison officers. So every installation uh, within the Navy has that. And for San Diego, Naval Base San Diego, we actually have two because the school is so big, the district. Um, and so what they do is they're that bridge between the school system and the families and, and help them to overcome that. So one of the things our school liaison does is with the tran uh, transition, uh, when they're moving from one installation to another, they also, what we have is our uh, military compact commission. And that's where it helps to ensure that those families say coming from Virginia to San Diego, um, it helps them with that continuity of the education. So let's say in Virginia, you're in high school, you have to take Virginia history, right? Mm -hmm. Now you come to California, they want to say, oh, now all of a sudden you've got to take California history. That one doesn't count. Well, this, uh, we don't make three. I history I took years ago. Uh, right? <laughs> so when you're moving around, though, you've you've got to take it from whatever state that yeah. you're in. Yeah. And so part of this military um, uh, commission, uh, interstate commission, is that you don't have to do that, is that it counts. And so it's to help our military families as they're moving around from place to place, not to have to be taken back and redo. So it's for public schools, yeah. not for private. Unfortunately, we, we can't help with that. But for the public education, as well as for um, Dodea school. So if you're overseas. Yeah. yeah. You had to bring up an interesting point. There's there's uh, military schools and there's public schools. I guess you deal with both of them, military so, and public. So go ahead. So the Dodea schools are overseas typically. Yeah. Uh, the Army has one or two, I think, in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the ones typically here in uh, 
the continental United States, those are not. Those would be public school systems. Is, is there a problem with the public schools when you're in there dealing with that? I mean, families dealing with the public uh, administration, I guess. I, I know when I was there. Again, that's a flight of freedom, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's a that's a problem. Well, not a problem. Doing stuff outside, I love it though. Yeah. The the I know when I was in the 194th, we uh, we deployed all of okay. all of soldiers was gone, but I stayed back because we disbanded the unit. And and working with some of the teachers was really pretty painful. Uh, yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm not sure they understood. So one of the things is that that's why the school liaison officer is very important. You can call them a slow. It's, uh, but they're on any website, any um, for the installation that you go to. Uh, so for like Navy Region Southwest, it's Navy Life, SW. And then you can drill down into which installation you're at. Within, uh, it's the same thing wherever you're going. Um, so one of the things that we look at is with the school liaison officer, they help bridge that gap. So reach out to them if you're ever in question, you're having a, a conflict with the school, uh, not sure about something. That's where that school liaison comes in really handy. Mm -hmm. And they they bridge that gap and they make sure that the military uh, interstate compact is being followed. Uh, they're making sure families understand what that is. And so when they're transferring grades, um, sometimes we have issues with that. Maybe the school didn't close them out. So our school liaison works with them and the military interstate compact commission to be able to help bridge that. So what's the biggest challenge you've run in, into your job? Any of the biggest concern that you have? Child care and, and having enough really? spaces. Yes, yeah. sir. So in Metro San Diego alone, I'm not talking about the whole region, but We're just here. We're going to talk about it in a second, but go ahead. Anyway. Okay. No, 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 talk about it now because that don't make no difference. So in Metro San Diego, we have about 4,000 children on the wait list that need care. Oh my for the metro. But again, that includes, uh, we have Miramar and MCRD. Uh, we have child development centers that, fall, uh, that are run by the Navy, but mm -hmm. belongs to the, the Marine Corps uh, and with these installations. So um, that wait list, it's continually growing, drops down, that grows again uh, with deployments and as families are PCSing in and out. Uh, but that's the, the most we have is about 1,200 of those are under 12 months of age. Oh and so the ratios are very low. So when you're looking at babies, you have uh, two staff to eight infants. Mm -hmm. So uh, out in town, there's not a whole lot of spaces. Um, and I think, um, I don't want to misquote the number, but I believe in the whole state of California, there's about 145,000, 150,000 um, um, deficit in vacancies for spaces in the local community. That's not including the military. Oh my goodness. So it's, has, it's has a worldwide. Has it been like that forever? Um, it, it's always been a little bit of a challenge, but I think COVID hit us very hard. Um, we never, we are now in the process of trying to, uh, build back up for the spaces. We have closed classrooms in a lot of our programs, mm -hmm. uh, because of the staffing, um, COVID, like I said, took a toll for those two years. And we were, we were still managing with our mission essential personnel and making sure that, uh, the warfighter was able to do what they needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, our child and youth program staff is frontline. Sometimes people don't think about that, but they were frontline uh, and they were every day so that uh, our, our sailors could go to work. And so- Do you, uh, do you, deal, you deal with all services? Yes, sir. Do you we, deal with guard, active duty guard? All, all, all services. And yeah. the reserve is, uh, they're authorized with the reserve is when they're in a drill status or inactive training, but mm -hmm. they have orders, yeah. but we do. And so the wait list is based on, there's a militarychildcare.com Mm -hmm. And that is a purple wait list. So it's for all services, mm -hmm. regardless of where you're at. Um, you go in, if you haven't done, get on the wait list. You set up an account, you get on the wait list, and you, the parent gets to drive the ship. They get to select which programs they want to go to. Now, Metro San Diego, the more you select, the better your chances are uh, because the wait list is so big. 
Um, but again, getting on that wait list, we're, uh, each of the installations are there to help you if you um, have any issues or questions with that. But right now, the nice thing with this DOD back in 19 had um, developed a, um, they updated their priority listing for childcare. So what that is, is, is based on your family type. So if you're a child program workers, direct care staff, then you have a higher priority and people ask us why. But if I, you come work for me and you have a two-year-old and I provide you care for the two-year-old, now I can open a classroom for 24 children. Yeah. So it's, it helps us expand childcare spaces. Um, do, do they ever cut your budget or you get your budget from uh, DOD, I guess? Well, it comes down through that and through, uh, I work for uh, CNIC headquarters. And mm -hmm. so, but yes, they get the money for that in child care is one of the high priorities it's one of those uh, so family cut, programs they don't cut those programs uh they look at it and <laughs> and so when we look at you know what we're doing for our families and child care is a is a need yeah. and so we look at programs um and the priority goes against to the child development centers which is your little ones under five mm -hmm. and then our school age care which is our kindergartners through sixth grade yeah. so they really can't be home alone and yeah. then uh, the youth and teens, those are things that we could do virtually if need be or, or uh, trips and tours. So we look at that as well. Um, but yes, it's it's always, you know, when you're looking at runways, piers, yeah. child care. Well, so. you know, I, I told you, I think I told you on the phone when you was talking before is I was in Germany and, and they started cutting programs and they cut some of the family programs. So I really took soldiers and had them driving buses and doing stuff yeah. and make sure those those things. If you were the queen for a day, if you was queen for the day, okay, you are the queen for the day. If you was queen for the day, what's the number one thing that you'd want to, I mean, these helicopters, that's the flight of freedom. Charles always tells me that. If you was, if you was queen for the day, what's the number one thing that, uh, we'll let these go over for Okay. We'll be quiet. We'll be right back here. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, but if you was, uh, if you was queen for the day, what, what would you really tell people, uh, you know, how can we help? How can, how, how can we make it better? Uh, you always make it better with money, I guess. You can always do that. But well, there's always else? there's always that. We have uh, some Milcons, which is our military construction for uh, yeah. CDCs. And again, uh, uh, when you're rating them against uh, peers and runways and, and, and child care, so um, it's always a little bit of a challenge. But I think, you know, with that, we have some coming that um, looks in the, the years down the road that's coming for our mil, uh, military construction for child development centers. Um, but we're looking at military partnerships as well, out which is military in your community. Yeah. Um, looking at that, Crown Child Development Center is one of them where we partnered with um, Coronado Unified School District yeah. and took over one of their uh, excess spaces that they had and we was able to lease that. Um, and we can take in about 212 children. Uh, at that one. So, um, but right now is our biggest push is for our um, workers. So we really need um, childcare workers. Um, and we've expended, like I said, with, we have retention bonuses for the ones that's been with us and, and holding down the fort. And then as well as we really need uh, them to come work for us and, and um, join the team. And there's a lot of benefits to that. Hold that thought. We're going to talk about that in a, okay. a second. Uh, we're talking with Janet, the regional child and youth programs manager. That's a mouthful. And region <laughs> Southwest. You're watching your next mission podcast live with me. Your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. If you like, uh, if you like what we're doing right here today, reach out to me. You can call me or text me at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Or uh, you can leave me a comment on the social media channels. I never, ever, ever thought I'd ever say anything like that. Social media, I'm too old for this stuff on social media channels. Never, I guess I'm never too old. You're watching and 
And if you're watching, uh, you know, go down there and click on that subscribe button. Also, if you're enjoying this live broadcast from the Midway, here you go on YouTube. Please like us and uh, hit that subscribe button again. As I said uh, during the first segment, now they told me to make sure I hold this shirt up, giving away these great Your Next Mission t-shirts. So I got it up there so you can see it. Uh, so for the next 20 subscribers on YouTube channel, uh, we'll give you a t-shirt. Now make sure you put your address on there. And for those who didn't make the next 20, you can support the, the work we're doing for our veterans and families by buying a Your Next uh, Mission t-shirt at our website, yournextmission.org forward slash merchandise. And 100% of the proceeds will go to helping our veterans and families Okay, let's let's pick it up where we left off here, Doctor Hooten. And we talked about this a little bit here a few minutes ago, but really, how did COVID affect uh, you know the programs and the staff and all the stuff you was doing? I know it had a tremendous effect, not just in you guys, mm -hmm. but the country. Well, our our programs was really good. With we had a lot of mitigations in place, um, health screening, temperature checks, and things like that to help minimize possible exposure. We spread out the children as best we could because again, when you're little ones, you can't keep six feet. Did you distance. close a lot of stuff down completely? Uh, we paused hourly care. We paused youth sports fitness. We paused teen centers, um, and some of those that because the priority was those little ones. So mm -hmm. basically. Uh, 12 years of age and younger. And so with that is we had some classrooms that were closed because it was mission essential only at that time for mm -hmm. those two years, yeah. uh, since really March of, of uh, 19. And then um, now we're gearing back up, going to full restoration. Uh, and with that is is um, uh, gearing back up to get uh, more staff in um, that want to join our team and work with us. And like I mentioned before is uh, they can go to Navy, uh, Navy Life Southwest or Navy Life SW for the metro area, uh, click on San Diego um, and then go down to job opportunities and you can look on that and apply. Uh, it says USA Jobs, but you can also apply online. You can apply, upload a resume to a link um, and then uh, we look at that and then bring you into um, into the program. And with that, the first year, because of the sign-on bonuses that uh, our headquarters provided, you can get up to additional 2000 uh, $250 first year for signing on to us. But tuition assistance, transfer program, priority for child care. So, what, wow. Can't lose. Uh, but I'm not sure I have the qualifications to do this. Is there something special? I mean, on the job training. So, when you come <laughs> in, there... as long as you're 18 years of age or older, yeah. you have to have a high school diploma minimum and 18 because being adult. Um, but then after that, we, we provide training. Do you do any kind of security checks on people? Yes, we do background checks, and which is a, a we call a CNACI, uh, which is a criminal national agency check, and that's uh, fingerprinting for all the states that you have been in uh, for military spouses. It's usually a lot because we moved around, uh, but what that is is for the security for the children to make sure that oh, there's absolutely. there's no discriminatory background. Um, that would pr prohibit you from being. Uh, do, do a lot of your parents try to apply for those jobs? I'm, I'm sure they do. Do you have parents that come in and want to do that? Those kind of jobs. Some of them do, and so we we uh, provide them with where to go and apply. And luckily for us here in the metro, we have a um, our HR office is located by the back gate of um, Naval Base San Diego, but it's off installation, so you don't have to have a pass or anything to get in there. And we're looking at having a hiring affair in June. So that'll be a one-stop shopping, and we'll make sure we get. I'll get that to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we hire people all. Well, we do. We do yeah. hiring events around the country. Yeah. So this will be a hiring where they come in and, and fill out an application. We do interviews. They do background checks, and we do it everything, 
all in one day. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. well, so give me an example. How many people are you short? Well, for um, for all of Navy Region Southwest, we're close to 400, 400 people. staff. And that's why a lot of our families are, you know, when, when are you going to open up more spaces? When are we going back to full um, capacity? So most of the classrooms we have probably within the child development centers, we probably have... Um, anywhere from two to four classrooms closed, depending on where they're located. Yeah, I think the ones that really run into a lot of problems is dual family members. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with them? I mean, that's, but, that's but go ahead. Single and dual active duty. So really, when you look at the DOD priority list, and everything I'm talking about is on militarychildcare.com, mm -hmm. um, but you can look, and there's the DOD priority listing, and so it's, it's child care workers, wounded warrior, because yeah, again, yeah. Uh, to get help them uh, till they get on their feet. And then we have single and dual active duty. They, they have a higher priority and then active duty with an uh, employed spouse and then one going to school. So there is a priority from for all services, regardless of, of uh, what color, because it's purple. Yeah. Um, but then purple's all services. It's all services. And we like it that way. <laughs> is that right? Mm -hmm. you, like, I, you know, I was uh, like I, said, I was in the army such a long time and I was also CENTCOM sergeant major for about three and a half years. And I really got in the purple arena with all the other services. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a little different culture, but we fight together. We we tease each other, but we got to work together. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you're a, you're a, a really an extraordinary lady, and uh, I just can't thank you enough for just taking the time to talk to us. Any uh, any final thoughts or anything? Oh, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. You, you're very special. Uh, you know, I've I've ran into a lot of people in my in my life, uh, but none I don't think as special as you are. I think you're you're one of a kind. <laughs> I, I hope there's a lot like you, but but I'm not sure there is because you really are. <laughs> Well, you're really you. you're really dedicated to uh, taking care of our families and our children, you know, and I, I certainly appreciate that. And I thank you for all you're doing, not just for the Navy, but really for the purple unit here. But uh, God bless you for all you're doing. You're, you're a great person. Uh, but I, but I think it's in your DNA. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think you'll ever change. Do you no, have, I appreciate do, it. Do you ever think you'll retire? I don't know. If I do, I drive my husband nuts, but um, <laughs> he's retired, uh, medically retired. So, yeah. So for me, I, you know, I do enjoy what I do. Um, and I think uh, whatever I do, I'll always be working towards with the military families. I think yeah. even when you get to retirement age, my goal is to, to even still have my finger in the in the cookie jar for a little bit just to, to help out, whether it's volunteering or. I, I think that people that uh, retire sit in one spot and pass away. Uh, I really, I think that, that uh, as long as you're out doing something, you stay active, uh, life's a lot better for you. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm getting a little older, but I'll never quit working. I enjoy what I'm doing. And, and me, you, you have a different job than I do. I want to try to help as much as I can, just in a different way. So yeah. any final thoughts, anything you want to bring up with the audience? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I think for our military families, I, a lot of us, our military spouses have been there, done that, wore the shirt, as we'd always say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you got the, your next mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah next that's mission. Right. I need it. Um, but, you know, we... The one of the big things is, is child care spaces. Child yeah. care is, is one of the, I think, hot topics wherever I go um, in any community meetings that we have, um, not only for outside the gate, but more so inside. And, and I just want our military spouses and families to know is we hear you. We understand the uniqueness of being a military family, and we are working hard to try to um to increase our workforce. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Okay. That's that's really that's really a shame. Uh, the uh, you know this is uh, I, I, you know I, 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 this is incredible, and I hope that the people in this audience have been listening here. That uh, these this is great information. Thanks to Jana Hooten for uh, being with us today. You're you're so welcome. Well, you're Enjoy just I, you know I, I tell you I tell people all the time. I talked to a lot of people in my life, but 
uh, you know, it's been a while since uh, well, Allison and Dylan, of course, but but somebody that cares so much, uh, it's a big deal. Thank you. It's a big deal. Thank you. Uh, so I just want to again thank you. I'm Jack Tilly, 12 Star Major. I mean, you've been watching live stream on your next mission podcast. And please stick around for our next and our final segment for a special discussion. I get pumped up when I start thinking about it. Rear Admiral retired Mac McLaughlin, a friend of mine, president and CEO of the USS Midway Museum. And boy, you need to stick around for him. He'll get us all fired up. And thanks for watching. Now I mean it. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're watching a Your Next Mission live stream, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. So, no. Welcome back. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and your host. And you're watching a live stream on your next mission podcast from the deck, or I should say the flight deck of the USS Midway in San Diego. What a lovely area this is, uh, San Diego, California. What a great couple of segments we've had so far. Thanks to Dr. Janet Hooten. I had just absolutely great time with her. I'd listen to all the information she had to put out about our families. And now I'm thrilled to introduce a Rear Admiral Retired, Mac McLaughlin, a President and CEO of the USS Midway Museum. Thank Sir? you, Sergeant Major. It's great to be with you again. It's always great to be with you, and uh, and I know that you're uh, one of a kind, and you've been around here a long, a long time. You know, uh, I, you know. first of all, I, I think the audience would like to hear about yourself. So could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself before we get started here? Well, I was uh, the son of a sailor, and so I, I did, didn't join the army. Did, I couldn't figure that. Well, out. you know, I just kind of wanted to go on the boats like my dad. You know, <laughs> I, I followed you. in his footsteps, yep. and uh, just kind of grew up with the propensity for joining the navy. Ended up going to Annapolis and coming out here to San Diego, and decided this was a great place to be. Yep. I was a helicopter pilot out here in San Diego. Oh Lord! Uh, spent thirty years in the navy and then retired. You want to call somebody the thirty years a quitter? I stayed yeah. thirty six. <laughs> I didn't feel like a quitter. No, no, I know he did. I know he did. I'm, just, I'm just harassing you. At a the bit. end of 30 years, more like a survivor, you know. <laughs> and uh, God, sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. I survived, came back here, and just about the time I retired, they were looking for somebody to bring the midway here to yeah. San Diego. So I just stumbled into a wonderful opportunity here in San Diego. Got hired uh, the month before the ship got here, and I've been with it ever since. And uh, it's been just wonderful building this ship into what it's become today. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, the uh, I've been to the Midway several times, and uh, every time I come to the Midway, 
uh, you, you always have a smile on your face and you're always pumped up about telling people about, uh, about the Midway. Can you tell, can you tell the audience a little bit about the history of the Midway? Sure. Um, you know, why I've always got a smile on my face and why everybody's always having a good time is really the secret sauce of Midway. Yeah. Um, and that is its people. I mean, throughout its history, it was those young sailors that somehow took this old lady, the oldest ship in the fleet, that somehow became, as late as the early 1990s, the flagship for Desert Storm. How do you do that when you're surrounded by nuclear aircraft carriers and this old ship that was commissioned in 1945 becomes the flagship? It, it was always a magical I guess career. Most of, most of the people that was on the ship have since probably passed away, haven't they? Yeah, a lot of them have. Yeah. Uh, we still have a lot of shipmates that come on board, and when they do, uh, it's very special to us. But the, the Midway was really named after the Battle of Midway, of course, the turning point of the war in World War II and was the largest ship in the world for the first 10 years after it was built. It was really a new high-tech aircraft carrier that actually didn't get commissioned until shortly after World War II, about eight days after the end of World War II. Uh, served mostly in Vietnam, became the first aircraft carrier that was home ported outside the United States in Yokosuka, Japan. Uh, served for 47 years, the longest serving aircraft carrier in the 20th century. You said 47? 47 years. Wow. Came back here. That's was my age, brother. I know. Well, you look <laughs> like 47, <laughs> 50 is what I was I, guessing. I, I appreciate it. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, we, we can, we can lie to each right, other right, about right. our age. I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> I, I'm definitely okay with that. Uh, the ship was brought back actually here to San Diego, right across yeah. the bay to retire in 92. And when it retired, a couple of the businessmen that were sitting in the audience said, well, what are they going to do with the Midway now that it's retired? And of course, the answer from the Navy was, well, we're going to take it to the scrapyard and cut it up into razor blades. What a shame. And they said, whoa, Ooh, we yeah. can't let that happen to the Midway. Went into what I like to call the, the second great battle of Midway, the 10-year battle to get the Midway here to Navy Pier. It took 10 years uh, to get took, it in? It took 10 years to get wow. all the permitting and approvals done to get it here. Um, the help of the Navy got it here. The help of the public. The public, this is very much a Navy Marine Corps town. A lot of Navy aircraft carrier history. In fact, the Admiral that runs all the aircraft carriers and all the aviation in the entire United States Navy sits right here in San Diego. So it's it's, it's kind of a natural fit to bring the aircraft carrier back to the home port where it all began. And of course, San Diego being such a tourism town for 12 months out of the year, wow. it virtually guaranteed our success. And that's why so many things have happened here. Do, do you get a lot of leadership? I mean, uh, Navy leadership that come on the Midway and give them tours of commands and all that other stuff? Absolutely. All the time. Uh, all, the time. all the time, and including foreign leadership. Uh, the head of oh, the wow. Chinese Navy, yeah. when he visited the chief of naval operations, wanted to come on board and they brought their whole entourage. So um, it's kind of become an asset to the Navy in that back in the old days, pre 9-11, you could go visit your Navy ships and see what your taxpayer was buying. Yeah. These days, it's kind of locked down on the bases. Yeah. And I think the Navy really appreciates saying, well, you can't come see the real thing, but why don't you go see the Midway? They, they'll, they'll tell the story and it's just like visiting the the real thing. So we've become a real asset to them. I got to tell you something. You know, I had to, when I come out here, I, I had to change clothes. So they nice enough to give me a little room down inside there. And when I was sitting there looking around, and I looked at all the steel around me, 
I thought to myself, you know, I'm an all army guy. I like being on the ground. Of course, I was in a tank here, but uh, I don't know if I'd want to be on a ship. I, I think I'd be too scared to be on a ship. But uh, you got you guys, the Navy does a tremendous job yeah. out here, and you do a tremendous job. Well, I, you know, it's it's very interesting. I think everybody that's in the service finds their niche. Absolutely. Like like you're you're talking about your love of being on the ground. I'm talking about my always wanting to be in a sea. I got to tell you. We have better eating and living accommodations <laughs> no. than you had, Jack. Well, no, 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 you know, I, I got, I'm just saying. No, no, no I, I understand because I've, I've, I've eaten some pretty crappy places. <laughs> I should say, but pretty bad places. Yeah, I've, I've slept in some real terrible places too. That for dog got you. But it's, uh, you know, our country needs people like the Navy and the Army and the Air Force. I mean, there's, uh, there's so much I wish we could educate our country about, and, and the museum right here, the USS Midway, is something. I think that's the primary mission of this yeah. ship being in San Diego. I just bumped into two uh, people on the flight deck and they said to me, wow, I feel so proud uh, walking around this uh, ship. And uh, I never served in the, in the military. And I go, well, good, because you represent 98% of our visitors here to the ship. Mm -hmm. And our purpose on opening up this ship is not to open it up so that the veterans uh, can enjoy an old homecoming, although that's important to us. And it's important that we do justice to our veterans. But even more important, it's that they, they, they're just the normal American citizen who hasn't been anywhere close to the military service. And that's becoming more and more the predominant demographic. Gets a chance to come on board, talk to people who have served, and gain some appreciation and some respect and, and share the love of their fellow countrymen that have served. Yeah, only 1% of our country served in the military, yeah. you know, which is, which is a crying shame. So I, I know the Midway does a lot of, a lot of things for children. Like the, you have a junior pilot program and little skippers. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I'm gonna get you off talking about the Midway now, but, but we're gonna go back here in a second. Oh, that's okay. Um, because it's, it's not a separate conversation when yeah. you talk about the kids yeah. on the Midway. This ship, well, a lot of kids uh, come into the military because their dads or mothers were in their service. I think, Jack, back when, when did you decide it was a good idea to to get into a tank and, and go to war for your country? When, uh, you know? Well, well that's, a, that's a long story. And I'll tell you real quick. I, I, uh, I graduated at 17. I, I had no earthly idea what I was doing. I was sitting on a beach and a guy said, what are you going to do with your life? I said, I don't know. He said, do you, uh, you want to join the army? And I said, uh, Okay. That's my entire thought process. And so, uh, you know, I, I joined the Army and, and uh, went basic AIT uh, jump school and then straight to Vietnam. So yeah. at uh, 17 years old, Welcome I was fighting. Board. Oh, I, well, I was, uh, you know, I don't know. Looking back there, I, I tell people all the time, the Army changed my life and it saved my life. You know, I wasn't uh, the best kid in the world. So I don't know. I just, uh, just a lot of fun. Um, go yeah. ahead, sir. Yeah, well, I, I think that process, uh, my, my personal process, when I, people have asked me, why did you want to be in the Navy? Well, I grew up with my dad was in the Navy, but I remember seeing a movie uh, about a heroic Navy officer. Oh, it's John Wayne movies too, go ahead. Well, yeah, darn right it <laughs> yeah, was, right. <laughs> what about it? And, and, and I said, wow. And as I look back on it, I didn't consciously think that's why I want to be in the Navy, but when, when young kids come on board this ship, there's, there's an element of this that a lot of them will be drawn to. 
Uh, well, I've been asked by the Navy training and uh, Navy uh, recruiting command, can we open up a recruiting station on board? I've been asked by the Army the same thing. I always say, guys, we we are not able to do that because yeah. we are a public entity. But there's a lot of transference of what these aircraft carriers, what all of our veterans do for their country to those young kids. So in all of our programs for the young children, we try to very softly get them acclimated with the fact that, you know, your freedom is not free. Yeah. Young men and women have sacrificed to provide this wonderful country that we all enjoy and, and take for granted. So, you know, even in our, in our younger uh, grades two through eight program, we build that in. In our high school program, we found that we had a tough time bringing high school kids in. So we bring their teachers in yeah. from around the nation. All 50 states send their teachers during the summer to be educated and get to stay on board the Midway. And we've even just recently um, endowed a chair of military history at San Diego State University. So education of our young Americans, education of all Americans about the importance of our veterans, about the importance of service personnel is important today in 2022. In, 20, today is more in 2052, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, yeah. you say 99% aren't serving, yeah. and that means 99% don't have uncles and aunts yeah. and cousins that yeah. serve. There's a total disconnect that, that maybe we can do a little bit to keep us connected. I, I think that, uh, I wish there was a way to educate people about the kind of sacrifices our veterans make, our military personnel make. Because when you when you enlist in the service, whether or not you're an officer or non-commissioned officer, you raise your right hand instead about protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And I tell people all the time, that means that I'm willing to die for your freedoms. Yeah. And I don't think people understand yeah. that. And no. I wish they did. I wish there was something we could do to, to educate people a little bit more about that. So. I, I think, Jack, it's getting a lot, lot better than the military you and I were raised in Probably. that post Vietnam where you still have the scars. Yeah. We had our we had our first of what's gonna be our annual uh, volunteer veterans memorial service uh, just a couple of weeks ago. It was very well attended. Next year will be the fiftieth anniversary of, of pulling out of Vietnam and it's gonna be a, a big deal here in San Diego and elsewhere. And I think so many veterans of Vietnam came up to me after the service unannounced and said, you know, Mac, there was a lot of healing going on on that flight deck where those those kids that were spit upon and disrespected when they came back from Vietnam are starting to feel that love and that appreciation and that honor that their fellow countrymen are starting to give the young servicemen and women today that maybe we didn't get quite as much of. Yeah, I, I talked at the... Uh in Cleveland, Ohio, the Veterans Museum up there here uh, about three, four weeks ago. And, and I talked about something you just said a minute ago about the scars. Uh, there's There were scars that come back from Vietnam. People weren't, you know, polite to you and they spit on you and do all sorts of stuff. And it really was a crying shame. And, and I hope we never get into a situation like that again. Uh, I think we need to do more about educating our country about about veterans, all veterans, all the time. We're, 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 uh, we're talking with... Rear Admiral retired Mac McFarland, President and CEO of the USS Midway Museum, and and I tell you what, I've, I've, I'm enjoying this conversation. I probably could talk to you a couple hours, but it's getting cold out here. No, it's not. <laughs> You're watching your next mission podcast live with me, uh, your host Jack L. Tully, 12th Sergeant Major in the Army. Always love saying that, and I'd like you to reach out to me. 
you can call me or text me at 844-424-1134 or, or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. And uh, you can leave me a comment on social media channels. I never, ever thought I'd ever say social media channels. Uh, you're watching on and get right. And you're watching right now and you can get back and I'll get back to you. Uh, I'll comment back to you in some way that I can there anyway. Also, if you're enjoying this live broadcast from the Midway on YouTube, please like us. Hit that subscribe button below. As I said throughout the show, uh, we're giving away these great Your Next Mission t-shirts uh, for the next 20 subscribers on YouTube channels. Now, all you got to do is, now, they're, they're yelling at me now, pick up that t-shirt, show them. They're, they're motioning me, so I'm going to show you. Here's our t-shirt. I got to get it up here. Here's the t-shirt. They look pretty good. <laughs> they look good. Now, and for those uh, and for those who, who didn't make that next 20 subscribers, uh, you can support the work we are doing for our veterans and families by buying a Your Next Mission t-shirt. Uh, all you got to do is go to our website, yournextmission.org forward slash merchandise, and 100% of the proceeds uh, go to helping our veterans and families. And, and I got to tell you something, you know, we're all part of a family. We all stick together. We all have scars. Uh, we all got things that uh, we need help with. So let us help our veterans community. Okay, the, sir, let's pick it up where we left off here. Sir, education plays an important part of all the things you were doing the Midway. Let's talk about the programs available for the youth. Uh, and these, what are the programs, people that participate in here? Yeah, there's all sorts of programs, starting with the funnest one, which is the Little Skippers program, which, uh, which is the, they get a hat, they get indoctrinated, they feel like they've been to boot camp by the time <laughs> they get done with the Midway. But it's very interesting. It started with our overnight program, yeah. and we would bring the campers on board with their chaperones overnight. And some of the parents said, gosh, you have to be eight years old to do that. And their younger brothers and sisters would like to come on board. Yeah. So we got a great uh, grant from the Koch family uh, to initiate the Little Skippers program. And we built the Little Skippers program so that that overnight experience could be expanded. The grades two through eight curriculum, they come on board. They have a blast. They're learning things about uh, math, about whether about things that they're required to learn about in the curriculum, but they're having a fun time doing it. Uh, it's oversubscribed every year. And we take a lot of our resources and send it out to the communities that can't afford to come on board, can't afford even the school bus. We pay for the buses for these underprivileged communities. Yeah. And we try to get as many young kids involved with the Midway story. Because like you say, Jack, it's it's the American story. It's Absolutely. not really the veteran. The American story is expansive. And the veterans who have served this country from the beginning, the infancy of our republic, uh, deserve deserve a little shout out. You know, I was, I was trying to remember uh, when I was talking up at the Veterans Memorial up there, I was trying to remember how many how many veterans were wounded and how many were killed. I, I think it was over 50, uh, over 58,000 killed. I don't remember the, yeah. the amount of wounded, but it's an unbelievable number. COVID-19 affected everybody. There's no question. How did that affect, uh, how did it affect your business? You know, COVID-19 was, was brutal. I, it, it's funny, I, I had just announced to our board of directors that uh, 2020 was going to be a record year. Uh, it was March. We had our annual board meeting. We said 2019 was our best year to date. 2020, we're forecasting to be about 15% better. And then boom, we shut down. And we, we felt the pain just like everybody else did. Um, the, the only good news is that we, we were 
afforded the opportunity without anybody coming on board to basically create an industrial zone here on the ship. And we really went to work uh, with those volunteers that wanted to stay and help and a lot of the staff that stayed on board. Uh, and we were able to build out our new cafe. We were able to retrofit. I, I just had lunch there. It's pretty good. Huh? It was good. Yeah. Um, the, the three Was elevators. Chicken tenders or something? Yeah, chicken, world famous chicken, <laughs> chicken tenders. tenders. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Well, Not just that. any chicken tenders. Um, and um, we we stayed invested the whole time. Yeah. I don't know, most people aren't aware the stock market went up 40%. So our assets really increased. We came out of it uh, injured, um, but revitalized. Yeah. Uh, we were able to pare down the staff. Uh, after our first 15 years, re-right size with, with the, the programs that we knew how to build now that we didn't back when we started. And we've been building ever since. The people are coming back. Uh, the attendance is not up to, to where it was when we shut down because we're not seeing international visitors. But certainly the American visitors are coming back. The events are coming back. Even the kids in the education program, we're starting to see a lot of... Uh, chirpy little voices around the midway that was those were voices we really missed while they were gone where do you get your gone. money where do you get your money from our our money is 100% private oh, we private. we get we have no government grants we are not supported by the navy we get 85% of our money when people buy tickets come on board go in a simulator buy a t-shirt Eat a cheeseburger. Thank you for your donation. Well, you know, I, it was only twelve bucks, but okay. But, but, but you add all those twelve dollars yeah. together over time, and but you that, still have overhead costs too. I mean, a lot of yeah. We have we have overhead costs, but the beauty of this organization, and we're very unique. We're able to pay for all those overhead and all those operational you expenses. You have a lot of volunteers too. The volunteers are the key to our success. Yeah. This is a group of people who have far more talents than me and all my staff could ever possess with a lifetime of success that they've created. Mm -hmm. Now they're retired and their pay scale is wonderful. Yeah. I joke about them all the time. Why are we so successful? successful and i say it's mainly because of your pay scale <laughs> those retirees and, the, and those god bless them and 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 who could do a better job yeah. of delivering this ship to the public a young intern you know or or someone who's been here who's doing this voluntarily who loves interacting with the public the well priceless. you know the uh, a lot of the reach not a lot all the retirees want to give back you know they you know they don't want to sit around they want to give something back and this this is probably the highlight of their day well we we call and a lot of the the wives of our volunteers call this the number one adult daycare center in all of all <laughs> no, of San Diego. Yeah, no, no, they said, right. take my husband, get him out of the house, off the couch. That sounds like my wife. And and they come here and they bring this ship to life. This you is know, this is just a steel ship with steel airplanes, but they bring it to life for the public. You know, funny you say that. My wife keeps saying that. Don't you have to golf on Tuesdays and Thursdays? So maybe that's the same thing. Same deal. <laughs> same deal. Hey, any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with the audience? I uh, I would just uh, encourage the audience to uh, support this organization. You know, it's uh, Sergeant Major Tilly has uh, done a lot since he's retired. Did a lot when he was in, on active duty. But if if you can get behind this organizations and organizations that are doing the kinds of things that they are, uh, you're helping America be stronger for the future.
And that, that would be my final thought. Sir, I appreciate that. God bless you. And thank you for what you continue to do for uh, our country. And if we can ever help you, please, we're, we're here for you. Likewise, Jack. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, thanks to Rear Admiral retired Mac McLaughlin for uh, being with us today. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army, and you've been watching live stream of your next mission podcast. And, and uh, that, you know, that about does it for today's show. I want to thank all the all the guests for being on the podcast today. I so appreciate them for being with us. And I know I had a, I, I didn't, I just didn't have a great time. I had a wonderful time. And, uh, but I want to leave you with a couple of things. We, you know, we, first of all, I got a lot of things I'd love to tell you, but, but I guess I'll cut it down a little bit. One is we live in a great country. Uh, as evident with, uh, you know, with our guest here today that uh, want to do so much. So, you know, Enjoy life. You know, life's too short to, to worry about things that you can't affect. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the people around you. Make this a better place for all of us each and every day. And, you know, on, on season two, we dedicated season two to, to mental illness. You know, I, I've told all of you listen to me anytime that uh, I had a couple of friends about uh, about six months ago, maybe six or seven months ago, that uh, that committed suicide. And uh, it just breaks my heart uh, to know that maybe I could have did something. So I'd ask you to reach out to a veteran, uh, reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a, in a while and, and tell them, you know, see how they're doing. You know, you said in a minute ago, there's, there's a lot of scars out there that, that people just don't get it. Uh, reach out to them and talk to them, see how they're doing. Check on them. I, I guess we can call it a buddy check or a, a veteran check. You can call it whatever you want to call them, but, but reach out and talk to them. The second thing is I'm, I'm proud of being in the Army. I'm proud to love the Army, as I should be. And, and I'm going to wear my Army hat. I usually wear my Army hat each and every day. Uh, but I'd ask you uh, each and every Friday for all the services, wear your hat. If you're in the Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Space Force, uh, wear your hat. Show your colors. Show people that we care about each other. You know, we have a lot of leadership that went through this military, and they can help a lot of people. And so just show people who you are. Be proud of the, the service or the service that you, or the time you spent in the service. And the last thing is reach out to your neighbor. Uh, you know, there's, again, there's so many people in this country that don't want to talk to you, that don't want to do anything. All they want to do is dwell on the negative things. I love my life. I believe in life. I believe in God. I believe in this country. So reach out to your neighbor. You know, give them a helping hand. See how they're doing and, and thank them for what they are doing. And, uh, you know, again, this is a great country. Don't worry about the things that are going on around you. Worry about your life and do all you can to make it better for the people that you're around. Before we go, I want to thank our presenting sponsors. You know, without them, we couldn't do anything. Uh, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. And uh, again, thanks for thanks for watching today. And it won't be the last time we're going to stick around. So I'll just, as always, I'll tell you to, what I always like saying. See you on the high ground. Hua. You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.